it's hard to get to the big leagues. You have to be near perfect to qualify as an umpire at the big league level. And it just doesn't make sense that you hold umpires to that standard to get there, but not when they're there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0-Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 275. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Howdy. How we doing? Uh, I'd be in a little bit of better mood if the Red Sox hadn't lost on a go-ahead grand slam by Bo Bichette. Big fan Con- of that. Big considering fan. I quite literally was thinking to myself tonight, I said, Self, is Bo Bichette, I don't want to say overrated, but has Bo Bichette, and I wanted to present the question to like Blue Jays fans or people that maybe mm-hmm. are just more in tune with Bo Bichette's career thus far. But I just don't feel like Bo Bichette has hit that stride that many people thought he would hit by this point. I don't know. Like, I, maybe I just don't feel See, like I hear about him enough. Well, that's the thing is that, like, Vladdy is just taken off ahead of, ahead of schedule. And I think that everyone's expecting, like, the rest of that core to progress at the same to keep rate. Yeah. yeah, and it's just I don't, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be really good for a while. I, he's definitely a problem now in my mind. Um, but yeah, he, I don't, I just, just not holding on to that, like Vladdy pace. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe subconsciously I'm, I'm yeah. holding them to this Vladdy standard. I mean, I don't know. What did you even, when's the last time you looked at his numbers? I kind of didn't. I got you. I kind of just wanted to. Ignorance is bliss, right? Uh, yeah. Quite literally. I'm, uh, I'm scared to hear what you're going to have to tell me. I mean, pretty solid career. 296 hitter, 46 home runs, 150 RBIs in four years. I mean, he had 25 stolen bases last year. Whoa, didn't see that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I would say he's not like all-star caliber quite yet. He was an all-star last year, but. I wouldn't say he's like a perennial all-star at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like where you yeah. just, you know, every time you start the season, he's going to be on the all-star team. But I think he will be there for a while. Kid's good. Super athletic. I didn't want to turn this into a Boba Chet mooch hour because. I know you're, you're feeling a little salty right I'm now. A, I get it. I'm a little upset. Sox yeah. been playing like hot trash recently. I'm just not in a great mood. And we're only going to double down by talking about some rather. Miggy's the only good thing we're covering today. <laughs> yeah, just, I, just I, I don't even know how to how to describe what we no, have to talk about. Yeah, it's just all bad. Miggy's really the only highlight here. So uh, yeah. if if you're if you're also feeling a little down from your team's performance or just life's got you down, <laughs> misery loves company. So join the party. Um, yeah, let's talk Miggy. I know we had quite the Miggy experience last episode. Yeah. I think we were on air for forever. Three of his four ABs because he we started yeah. just after his first AB. That would have been, was that Thursday? 
It was Thursday, yeah. Yeah, because the postponement on Friday, um, we stayed on like an extra. We stopped recording after third AB, as if you've listened to the podcast, you know. Yeah. We just stopped recording. That's when we wrapped it up. And then Nate and I were like, "Let's." We got nothing else to do. Let's just hang out and wait for his Hope final for the beat. Best. And then I had the idea. I was like, you know what? Maybe we add a little bonus segment to to today's pod and maybe get a live reaction if he does it. And he didn't because they intentionally walked him. <laughs> and yeah. that was just a terrible thing to do on behalf of Aaron Boone. Um, but it comes out what Saturday? I think game one of a doubleheader against uh, the Rockies. Gets his 3,000th hit in his first A-B off uh, former Venezuelan, or f- former Venezuelan. He didn't change. He's still Venezuelan. Fellow, it's a hot start today, my guy. Fellow Venezuelan. I'm in a I'm in a fragile state right now. You are. Uh, Antonio Cinzatella. Very, very vintage Miggy going opposite field. Just yeah. Take him with the defense you, kind of can, thing. Yeah. Uh, guy can put it anywhere. Yeah. Um, the the thing I was happy to see with that was the crowd that that turned out. Yeah. I was like, yeah. If, if things go the way Tigers fans probably realistically expect them to go, they're not going to have a whole lot to to pull for. Like it. I, I right. still I still am holding on to the the belief that it's going to be a better year for the Tigers than years past. Yeah. But even with that said, I, I just don't know if they're gonna have a whole lot to pull for, but time will tell. I'm not I'm not writing them off. Uh but you know, they turned out they said, Let's get, let's have a chance at history here. And sure enough, first A B he did it. In fact, I didn't even realize the Tigers game had started. Uh um, I know. Same. I mean I had the graphic ready and had the yeah. had the post ready and all that, but I was late to the party by just a few minutes. And in this world, <laughs> If you're late to the party by it's a few lifetime. minutes, you might as well just not even bother showing up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, first A B and another thing that I was a big fan of was the Jose Iglesias interaction. That yeah, was awesome. that's what I was it, gonna say. Admittedly, I first saw it and I was like, Why why is Jose Iglesias of all people coming up and just yeah going all the love? And then I remember that, you know, they're former teammates, but I'm i I'm like Yeah. I still feel like there's got to be somebody else on this field that can maybe be that guy to to be yeah. the first embrace. But I mean, you know what? It, it's all good. Like, oh, I just think it's cool because like there, I think there's certain certain players that transcend. Um, I won't say competition, but like you, you know what I mean. Like it, they they transcend and and they're able to be admired no matter what the situation is. And I think that's what's really cool about like the timing of all this. You know, it's still April. You know, like it, there, there's still the long marathon ahead of us. Like, there's no, you know, they're not either team struggling for a playoff race in August or whatever. You know, it's just like you can be, you could just be a fan in that moment. And I think that's what's cool about certain players like Miggy that have lasted, you know, for for two decades of just being the guy being a you know like how many venezuelans get to look up to miguel cabrera and then go get to play with him or against him you know what i mean so it's just like it, it's cool seeing that i liked seeing that um and it, and it means a lot like it, it's just it's certain things are bigger than that specific game 
or that score or that moment. Um, and it's just, you, you can't help but be happy for the guy. And the guy's just been the guy for so long. Like it. Right. And that's the thing is if you've been playing for as long as Miggy, your chances of you looking up after something like that and finding a guy that was there for the earlier stages of your career. Yeah. Not very likely. Yeah. So the 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 number of guys when you look up after that and you look around the number of guys that have been there with you through that for a majority of well I won't even say majority like a a respectable chunk of your career very slim and yeah. that's more of a testament to to his longevity and just yep. the fact that he's been able to do what he's done yeah. for as long as he's done it and I mean hats off to the guy I know I yeah. know we kind of we kind of give him a hard time. Him and I feel like him and Pools are kind of in that same vein where it's like, you've done it. Like, you've yeah. done what you needed to do. At this point, you're just, I mean, I don't even know what you would call it. I mean, I don't want to say they're kind of coasting, but it's like, yeah. You, you don't, there's nothing else for you to accomplish, but you're just going out there and still doing it. I mean, like I've said before, if I was still able to be paid to go out and play baseball, like I'm not going to turn that down. Yeah. Especially for a guy like Mickey. It's like, I mean, if you guys will have me, I'll, I'll surely stick around. Right. And he's not costing the team anything, you know, it's just, he's still producing, still doing his thing. And it's what you hope for. You know, you don't, you don't want to be like that weird anchor that you've, you know, like you've been weighing the team down because you're sticking around too long. Like that's in certain ways, I'm sure, Certain people see him as as a little bit of that, but at the same time, you're like, you've earned the respect and the and the right to be written into the lineup every day for what you've done, what you've accomplished, what you still can do. Dude, he still knows how to hit baseball. It's like that's what's cool, and that's that's what I like. That it wasn't. I think that's what's cool about like a three three thousand hit chase versus a home run chase is that you can kind of see when guys so that's all they're going for and it's these big hacks that you know it's just like it's more often than not a letdown he's at the point where you know it's just like I'm just getting knocks I'm just getting knocks but he joins the elite company what is it, seventh guy yeah seventh guy 503,000 yeah 3,000 hits 500 home runs the other uh other six were Hank Aaron Willie Mays Rafael Palmero Albert Pujols Alex Rodriguez and Eddie Murray you know what's funny is that he's about to have another milestone immediately. What is Six, it? Uh, 600 doubles. Doubles, yeah. He's at 599. Like that. What a. You've done everything, what, homie. Like you. What a career. You've checked a lot of boxes. So good for you. Really, really amazing. And just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, once again, just grateful that we were that generation that got to, you know, admire the whole thing. I mean, it's safe to say he's going in. Well, I'm, I say safe to say. Maybe I'm assuming here. Goes in as a tiger. No, I think he. I think he has to. He has to. He's. I mean, five five years as a Marlin to fifteen as a Tiger, and he only had. Oh, I say only. I, I have zero hits in Major League Baseball, but he <laughs> he only had 842 hits with the Marlins. That's just that's wild, man. We're saying only yeah. 842. Some guys don't even reach half that in their career. Nope. 842 hits with the Marlins, 
But the interesting thing is, is there's no, there's currently no Marlins hats in Cooperstown right now. So he would be rocking the first if he were to go in as a Marlin. Yeah. I don't know. Which is bogus. Like, if you're the Marlins, you're kind of just holding that hope that, you know, maybe this, this guy goes in. Because he, he doesn't choose it, right? Doesn't the committee choose it? I think so. That's what I've heard. I don't, I don't really know offhand, but, I mean, that's what I, I don't know why. Why is it their choice? Yeah, it's... I, I'm, I'm, hello. If I'm Miguel, I'm like, uh, I'm the one that played... I'm the one that gets to choose this committee. I'm the Committees one to... and, and and associations. I'm I'm sick of all of it. I'm sick of the politics. Let Miggy choose. If he wants a cartoon face up there with a Detroit Tigers hat instead of a, a is it bronze statue? Bronze. Sounds right. Yeah. I mean I'm not a metal expert, but can't be copper. Copper would be ridiculous. Bronze is a metal, right? Did I just... According to the periodic table. Bronze is... Yeah. What am I saying? I, I'm... Gold. I'm just really straight myself. Straight gold. No, yeah. I know, I know gold's a metal. Straight gold would be kind of a flex. Um, That should, that, that should be cool, though. Like, what if it was a different kind of metal... If you like a first ballot versus not like something or like unanimous, you know, something where it's like, I want a gold Mariano head in the hall of fame. You see <laughs> well, straight gold. Well, that like, speaks to our whole point of like when we were talking about whether or not Jeter should be unanimous. And it's like, yeah, once, once you're in, you're in, you're, like, once you're in, you're same. in for so, sure. I mean, I don't know if distinguishing, I would probably say, 95% of the guys that are living that are in the hall would probably agree and say that don't no, care. We're, yeah. we're all one here. Yeah. Give us the same. Um, and Miggy's going in the second. I, unanimous? He has to. Or Oh, you said, oh, sorry. I thought you said first ballot. No, I was unanimous? like, no, definitely first ballot. Unanimous? Uh, Well, what, I, what 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 do you have to do? What I'm what I'm to, saying and what I've how been he saying. Not done it? Look at the list of guys who weren't unanimous. Yeah, but like at that point, you're you're understanding that writers die and new writers come into this, you know, little association. So the new voters and stuff like that. So like I. I don't know, dude. Like, what else do you have to do? You're in a top 10 list of hitters that, like, the seventh, right? Is that what we said? The seventh, seventh. hitter ever with 500 home runs and three and 3,000 hits? Like, what? what is left? What do you have to do? I don't understand how he's not unanimous. What? What is the knock on him? I'm sure there's going to be one or two writers that just have to be that guy. But if it is, I mean, it just continues to to further the point that it's it's the writer's god complex. Hank Aaron wasn't unanimous. Willie Mays wasn't unanimous. I know. I mean, <laughs> I know. I, we're not going down this road. We already have yeah. enough to 
to digest yeah from a negative standpoint here yeah let's keep this positive for miggy congrats amazing to see i um I mean, I was even rooting for it when he was playing against the Yankees. I wanted it to happen. So it's just, it's cool to see some things are just bigger than that specific game or moment. Do you think, do you think Boone was pleased to find out that the, I mean, they weren't in town anymore. They had left, but do you think Boone was pleased to find out that their, their Friday night game versus Rockies was rained out? Do you think he was happy? It got delayed even another day. I, Here's the thing, man. He's trying to win a ball game. Okay, yeah. He's trying to win a ball game. Well, clearly that didn't work out for him. It so. didn't. It didn't. But like, that's the move to make. I mean, I think if anyone's in that position, you just you remove the name off the back of the jersey. You say, "Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him on here." I would ar- I would argue that he walked him because of the name on the back of the jersey. Because if you look at the if you look All at right, the... fine. If we ignore the milestones, but either way, like he's trying to win a ball game, dude. It was a one-run game when he came up. So yes, if so, if yeah. Let's walk. At... Let's walk. Uh, 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 I don't want to say old and decrepit <laughs> Miggy, but all things considered, old and decrepit to get to what Austin Meadows. Yeah, it was a lefty-lefty matchup at that point. I'm. Clearly, this isn't why I'm a manager, but I feel like I would much rather pitch to a a, a guy who just, you know, it was, he's, it was he's second at the and end third. of his I believe road. it was second and third with one out or, or no outs. No, look, I, I get it. I'm just trying to win a ball game. If it was if it was like the last game of the regular season and Miggy was never going to get another at bat, that's a whole different story. It's April. Like they'd they'd burn the city of New York down if Boone walked him, and then finally be. Oh yeah, like that would be disgraceful for sure. Speaking of burning New York City down, can we just transition right into this Miles Straw Yankees business? You know what, Nate? Uh, we're gonna have a first on this on this podcast. Never, to my knowledge, never been done before. Uh, I am just now realizing that. Contrary to what I said before we started recording, I need to get my charger. I haven't got my charger. So I'm going to go ahead and go get my charger. And while I'm doing that, do you just want to share with the people uh, a little bit about uh, our friends over Big League Chew? I like that. You better run. How about you that? Feeling, all right, hold on. Let me see. Let me you see. Can, this is like when get- you like race. For, for those youngins out there, where you, to, you used to have to like race to the kitchen on the commercial break before the show came back on. Yeah, you don't know that. You don't know that struggle. Yeah, you don't know. I, no, I, I, I take it back. Streaming you're, services you're, are they got the little timer up in the corner now, where it's like you kind of know. I guess I which did is that also, the other day. I don't, I don't like that. I like, but not you can still knowing. pause it. That's the thing is that you still pause it when you get back, so it's not that same pressure. When you're a kid, like your family's yelling at you, and you're like. You're, you know, you're just washing your hands as quick as you can after you pee so you can run back into the room. There you go. All right, that's, you ready? That's real pressure. All I'm right, gonna I'm going to go get this. my charger. No, t- feel free to you know, share a story. Maybe look back on our call with Rob. Big League Chew, founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson. 
Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouch is packed with shredded, flavorful bubblegum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum, head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers to purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Big League Chew crushed it. He's not even back yet, guys. He's not even back. Also, I think I could do that job where you're just reading off all of the horrible, terrible things that medicine does to you, you know, where those commercials where you're watching like old people in the bathtub in the park and they're like, take this pill. You'll love your wife even more, but you could also die of all these things. I could be that person reading everything off. I think I'm really good at it. And he's looking at me now. He's plugging stuff in. Get it together. I'm just asking you to be a professional. What are you over here tell, telling the people about? I cannot back? wait until you come back. When you edit this and you listen to how quick I read through that, I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> so then what have you been sharing with the people? I basically told them that I think... Um, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to leave this little nugget for you. You're just going to leave this nugget? Yeah, I'm not going to fill you in. This is between me and the people. Me and the... Uh, what do we call them? The takers? No, we're sorry. I, I don't like that. I was feeling. Why I was does it feeling, sound like a? It sounds like a corny movie, The Takers. Yeah, I was. Is that a movie? I was feeling generous because I just didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We're not doing The Takers. I'm sorry. I, I slept on it that night. Actually, I didn't even have to sleep on it. I, I was reading through the con- the suggestions and I was like, Takers. No, we're not gonna be the Takers. We need something a little better than that. So, little side note. Let's uh, let's get back to brainstorming, folks, because uh, we're not doing. Not doing the takers. Get those creative juices flowing. Put on your thinking cap. Let's uh, let's mix it up a little bit. Something a little more creative. Yeah, I mean we're like we're like a top twenty podcast apparently now. So yeah, gotta have something a little more no respectable than the takers. Yeah, probably from my ad reads, I blazed through it like like an auctioneer. You know, where Michael's like hey, 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 six hundred in the back sold. <laughs> Do I see 500 in the back? 500 in the back. <laughs> what? what? Nobody in the back. All right, I'm curious to Just see. Just me and the blues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it just says Creed. Yeah, that's all inclusive. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and listen to what, what you had to share with the, with the folks. Uh, but in the meantime, Nate, let's talk about Miles Straw and the quote worst fan base on the planet look all i'm gonna say is i went back and watched the the series of events it just got my blood boiling i'm like this like this is so it's bad it's really bad (laughs) it's it's pathetic yeah it's absolutely pathetic honestly i agree like there's there's no there's no words that you could used to describe this that I wouldn't agree with like it it's and look I know embarrassing I know you because you you said it to me already I know you don't like when fan bases get swept with a broad brush when they get generalized you say well that's Mm -hmm. not all that's not all Yankee fans yeah at some point though we have to be a little objective and recognize that fan bases like you can rank anything. 
you can figure out ways to quantify it. Like if you want to, if you want to dig into the records and see how many in stadium fights there are. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the, the Dodgers and Padres are well atop that chart, but like they're like, sure. You can't, you can't generalize entire fan bases, but like I said, you, objectively there probably is multiple one or, or multiple ways to rank these fan bases. Yeah. However, what, well, using whatever criteria you want, and I just have to think that the Yankees fans have to be somewhere at the top of whatever list we're using to rank. Because I just feel like people say, yeah. well, it was just, it was an isolated event. Now, I feel like this happens little more than once. Oh, no. Yeah. This, I mean, this stuff, this stuff definitely happens. I think it's, I think the the best explanation um, that I heard, I don't know why I can't remember who said it was, was, I mean, and I've, I've been scrolling through like every post that came out across like all these baseball accounts, including ours. And I'm, I'm reading through comments and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking through. And what I will say is that any Yankees fans that are commenting are in agreement with me and saying that like, this is embarrassing. It's disgraceful. It's, it should never happen ever um yes miles straw climbing the fence and getting in a guy's face that doesn't help of course not no but can we but it doesn't we look it at doesn't that? mean that you get to throw <laughs> throw garbage at him you doesn't right. mean that you get to do those kinds of things ever doesn't matter what a player does unless that player is getting into the crowd and actually throwing throwing hands like ron our test with the pacers i think it was pacers Malice at the Ooh. Palace. Mm, no, it's not the Pacers. Someone's going to get mad at me. It was, uh, no, it was uh, D- Detroit, wasn't it? Hmm. I'm struggling to remember. That's why we have Google. Pacers Pistons. Was it Pacers Pistons? Yeah, our test would have been with the Pacers, so it was Detroit. Yeah. So I was right. Okay, cool. I was um, right. Yeah, Mouse of the Palace. I got that. How about that? A little Look NBA nugget, trivia yeah, nugget for no big deal. The, the non-basketball guy. No big deal. But yeah, I mean, I think barring any circumstances like that, it, this isn't, this. there's no, this is inexcusable and it's not okay. Like it's never okay. It's never okay to look at players in any other regard other than a human being. And like, yes, there's different pressures of being a role model, of being a, a major sport athlete. There's different obligations that come with the the size of the paychecks. But they're not they're not animals. <laughs> you can't spit on them and throw things at them and and completely destroy stuff. And I and I mean, it, it's true at this point. Like, I don't I don't know how to defend it. I don't know how to defend it. There are people there in New York that are horrible, and I don't know if I can call them Yankees fans. John Sterling said that, you know, I mean, after the call that when when Glaber walked it off, he's going through his call, and it's you know the Yankees win, and all that stuff comes out, and then he's like, "This is it's it's being ruined," and he and he said that this this isn't Yankee Stadium, this isn't Yankees fans, this is embarrassing, and it should never happen, and I agree one hundred percent that it's. It's not okay. Like, I am mortified 
to see that kind of stuff. And I love that that Yankees players actually went out there and stopped it. They stopped their celebration of a walk off to go out there. Well, let's not get too too far ahead here. Let's let's break this down. Well, first of all, in regards to the John Sterling's comments about Yankees fans, I take. Here's the comment. I, I, I feel like what, I, I know what you're going to say. Here's the comment that I read that I forgot to mention before: is that they're not Yankees fans; these are just New Yorkers. And that you can somewhat understand. If you walk around New York City, I mean, people are mean. <laughs> people are no, brutal. No, and I get that. But like, uh, again, it goes back to this this argument that's being thrown out there, where it's like, well, this isn't. You can't generalize. Like, this is just an isolated incident. There was more than one beer can thrown. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just like a hey let's let's roll back the tape, circle the guy that threw it, and yeah. ban him for life. Like it was raining bottles and cans yeah. when it got down to the end of the ordeal. But like I said, not we won't we won't get too far down the road here. Let's let's back it up. So safe to assume, general sports heckling was was carried out throughout the game. Safe to say, right? I mean, you you've been to Yankee Stadium. You've told me before when we were looking at tickets for a potential wild yeah, card I, I game in New York. Yeah. yeah, we were we were actively avoiding those sections. Yeah. So, safe to say Stephen Kwan was out there getting heckled. I would like to think the, the optimist in me would like to think that it was it was good-natured. It wasn't anything too serious. But I would imagine you probably had a few instances where people were getting a little too far over the edge with, yeah. with whatever they were saying. So then I don't even remember what it was. It was like the bottom of the eight. So it was, it was, it was bottom nine. Like the, the Yankees were down their last bottom strike. Nine. Yeah. And IKF hits a double off the wall over Stephen Kwan's head. Stephen Kwan crashes into the wall. That double ties the game. But Stephen Kwan like was shook. Like he hit the wall hard and that, left field wall is like it's chain link and then it's like a um led board like an it. led board yeah yep. exactly so it's not those padded walls and even then padded walls have concrete behind them so those walls aren't soft so he hit it hard and he was like he was shook up his hat came off like glasses came off he hit it hard like potential concussion kind of thing and then i think that's when i don't know if it was directed at him or just straw but Straw wanders over, and now we've seen this new video release where someone in that front row basically has the camera right where Straw climbs up the fence. Well, so they came out to check on Quan because he's obviously shook. I mean, he's he's beaten up pretty bad after crashing yeah. on the wall. And Oscar Mercado, they asked him after the game, and they said, yeah, somebody was essentially celebrating the fact that Quan was hurt. Yeah. And that's what he took issue with. He's like... We just don't do for that. For sure, yeah. Which is odd. Sure. Like, that shouldn't have to be said. It really shouldn't. I don't really understand shouldn't. why there's people that go to sporting events. Like, I don't care how much beer you've had. Yeah. That's that's idiotic. Yeah. You None of none of you in this stand, in the in these seats, can do anything close to what these players are doing. So, so the fact that you're, like, celebrating this injury. Yeah. And then that's where Merc- Mercado walks over and then Straw right behind him. And then, yeah. like you just said, we we see the video of Straw taking issue with a particular fan, which, by yeah. the way, a bunch of betas 
out there, if I do say so myself. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, those are the people that it, this is what society is now, dude. This is there's no consequences it's, it's for, no for what you say. No, there's no accountability and there's no consequences for what is being said in comment sections on, on social media. Now it's starting to come into, you know, person to person interaction like this. But these people, the, the people that do this don't see athletes as equals. Like it's clear that they 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 look down on them, and that's not acceptable ever. They and think I, it's like a circus, and it's like I their entertainment. It's like right, like they're not real. Like Miles Straw will come up there and and kick your ass, and he's and he's absolutely going to be able to if he really wanted to, but he would you know jeopardize everything he is and has. Doesn't you know? It, it's it doesn't help what he did. But you can understand why he did it. No, and and you know, I feel I, I was thinking a lot about this today, and I I feel like for the longest time I probably would have agreed and said no, like the these athletes have to have like higher standards, they have to control themselves better. Which I I mean to a degree, I still I still believe that. Yeah. But we're getting to the point as a society, like you said, zero accountability. You don't have to answer for anything now. You can just yeah. spout off whatever because of social media, this and that. And this cell phone age that we're in now where everything is just for the video, for the mm-hmm. the engagement, the the wow, yeah. like the shock factor. Because if you if you go back and look at the video, multiple people had their phones like up in his face. It's like mm-hmm. what are we what are we really doing? This wouldn't have happened however many years ago. No. No, this stuff sucks, dude. When we and didn't it, have the cell phones. And it's going everywhere. I mean, we see it in the NBA a ton, you know. It's just, it's not good. It's, it's and I, I hate, I genuinely hate that it, it was a Yankees incident. And it, and it sucks. And it's embarrassing. And it's like, there's there's no way of me being able to defend this. You can't defend this. Like, if someone says, oh, like, your, your stadium sucks, like, Okay, that's one thing. Like, I can defend that and talk about, you know, the stadium. But, like, this is an instance that you just you can't defend, and it's not okay, and it's not acceptable. And it's rough. But fast-forwarding, um, labor pinch hits, hits a, a, a walk-off, I think technically a single, um, that scores IKF, you know, a few minutes later. And the ball goes in the right center gap. Miles Straw goes over to, you know, basically go over to it and he's Mercado is in right field. And then, you know, once they're close to the wall, these, you know, all this trash starts raining down on them. And, um, like you watch a, a walk-off celebration be a certain way, like, especially on a base hit, everyone goes and meets that hitter. And he's typically somewhere around second base. And you, you know, you hound him, you jump with him, and all this stuff, you rip his Jersey off. And, and it's like the moment was ruined by, you know, a couple dozen people that just decided that they're above everyone else and, you know, throw trash at other. I mean, if, if, if you did that to anyone else on the street, just in a regular scenario, you're getting your ass kicked. Plain and simple by anybody, anybody that has any type of instinctual, you know, precaution and self or anyone who has any basic understanding of how justice works 
Yeah. Like, you can't just do whatever you want to do and expect there to be zero consequences. Unfortunately, a lot of these people that are at the game, like, I know baseball gets ragged on as being, like, an old person sport. But a lot of these people who are going to the game, like, look at the first two rows at Yankee Stadium that day. Yeah. A lot of them are probably people our age. A lot of these guys and girls have grown up with this false sense of, security where it's like you can just say or do whatever you want and there's zero consequences because mommy or daddy is going to be there to make it all better it's like no like you said if you throw trash at somebody on the street that's it you're done yeah that's it you're done it yeah so i mean i just i i think i don't know if there's ever i don't know if we're ever going to hear anything about it i hope that there's like security footage being watched right now to try and figure out those seats to go back to some type of transaction to get a name and, and like people, people like that shouldn't be allowed anywhere near the stadium. You're not invited back. You're banned. And like, I don't want you as a fellow Yankees fan, honestly, I don't think anybody does. And that's represented by, you know, our core players that go out there and say, if you're going to throw trash, you might as well throw it at me too. Cause these are, these guys are just like me. So stop. And that's what, that's what happened. And it's, like I said, it just, it sucks, dude. It's embarrassing. And it, it's not okay. Like it's one thing heckling people. It's one thing, you know, getting under a a player's skin and, and being that kind of fan, but there is a line and this is way over it. And it sucks. It sucks that we're talking about this. This this shouldn't be a thing ever. Ever. It's just comical. Like I was I was thinking about it today and I was like, you know what? You and I would never do anything like this. Like, sure, we hound guys on the podcast. There's an entertainment factor to it. We would never outright go up to someone and and say or do some of the things that we've seen yeah. over the last however many years and specifically like this incident. Calling someone a bum from from 12 rows up is not the same thing. Yeah, yeah like go you back know? and watch the the wild card vlog for like I was I was hounding the whole Yankees lineup the that's, whole That's that's what a fan should do and that's, and that's how it should go. And that's what you do. But if if Giancarlo Stanton walks up to me, I'm not going to like Yeah. What outcome is there for me except just getting my tail kicked if I'm yeah. running my mouth? And I understand that going into a situation like that. Because I'm not a confrontational person. I mean, ask Nate if you want to. I'm probably I'm one either. of the least confrontational people there is. Yeah. Because I recognize that I'm not, if I have feelings of disgust or if I like a, or if I dislike a certain player, I'm not going to do something like this because I mm. know that I'm not going to be able to back it up. Yeah. But I don't think these particular quote unquote fans have really come to grips with that about themselves yet they, yeah. they really think that they're going to be able to hide behind their cell phone and and be protected because yeah. they know that they're not going to do anything one of these days yeah. we're going to see a malice at the palace in the baseball field it's coming for sure Keep i mean we've it seen it we've seen it in the past but credit to those like you think gary sheffield back in fenway yeah like he's throwing hands yeah but that's i think even then going back to that point in time it's like at least the fans probably had a little more self-respect and, and awareness of the situation to go, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm in this now. But these little betas out there in left center and right center, yeah, they 
They don't have a clue. They don't no. have a clue. Yeah. It's disgusting. It, not at all. And, and you can definitely hear it. And every player has admitted that. Every player hears stuff. You know, especially, you know, when, when it's a single guy that's louder than one, you know, the others or whatever it may be. The, the players hear it. And, and it's just like there's certain things you say and there's certain things you don't say. If you're talking about, you know, a player's family, if you're talking about uh, anything like that, it's it's not cool. And that's crossing the line. Throwing trash is way over the line. Way, way over the line. As far as generalizing fan bases, I, I don't know how to defend it. I hate to say it, guy, but... I don't know how to defend it. I mean, you you have you have trashy people for sure in every fan base but it's like what do you want me to say like i don't i don't know how to de- how to defend it at look this point. i'm not i just I, know that like i just i just try to think of if i'm walking around in a yankees hat please don't look at me that way that's what i mean by generalizing is that like don't look at me that i'm someone who's going to throw trash at a, at a player because i'm wearing a yankees hat that's my fear of general generalization is that like I don't I don't want to be looked at that way because I would never be that way. And I could probably guess that at least 90% of that stadium fits in that same category. At least. It's people like that that really tarnish right the brand. But, the, but that's but that's that's the case with all teams, though. So, For like, sure. you really only have that ten percent to really For work sure. I agree to look you. at and break these fan bases down. I know. Because to your I'm, point, I'm telling 90, you, I don't know how to defend it anymore. No, and I get it. I mean, Roger 90, Maris gets traded over, and and he's had stuff thrown at him during games as a Yankee player. Back in the old stadium, like the right field was like fold up chairs being thrown at him. Yes, it's a common thing. Of course it's a common thing. It sucks. And it is what it is. It's just, it, I, I wish things would change. I hope there's regulations and security and things like that that can prevent this and, and lifelong bans. And like, I mean bans. Like, you're not allowed in Yankee Stadium and you're not even allowed to buy MLB TV anymore. Like, you are done. That's how I think it should happen. And I hope, there is some type of investigating that happens that prevents this type of stuff. And no matter what Miles Straw says, no matter what Miles Straw does, barring hopping into the crowd and throwing punches, it's not okay. There's no justification for that. Don't do it. Last thing I'll say on it, and I was kind of getting to that point, I think I just got a little sidetracked, but while for the majority of my life I've been a believer, as I was saying, of the fact or of the uh, I've been of the belief that players should hold themselves to a higher standard. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be drawn into an encounter such as that. And they shouldn't, they shouldn't respond with, with violence, this or that. But honestly, I'm getting to the point now where like, it's it's getting to the point where I don't even care what these people are saying. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just the way that they're handling themselves. Because again, if you go back and look at that video, you've got, You've got a guy giving the fingers while he's 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 hiding behind a guy in front of him and he's giving him the fingers. And mm-hmm. I'm like honestly at this point if if Miles managed to get hop the fence, yeah. Have Adam. Like if, yeah. if this is if this is the 
the world that we're living in because we're not going back. Like I hate to say it. No, it's only gonna get worse. It's a pipe dream. Like we're not going back to to a civilized society. Yeah. That maybe once existed in a ballpark. Like this is this is the new norm until policies are implemented. But I, I like I said, I'm I'm starting to come around to the fact where it's like, you know what? If we're gonna start like it, beyond chirping, like if it, beyond the the casual chirp, mm-hmm. if you're gonna start running your mouth and and having your phone up recording the whole thing because you want to seem yeah. like an alpha, even though you're truly a beta or whatever is even below that, like let's turn it into let's turn it into UFC. Honestly, like let Miles <laughs> hop the fence. Well, I think there's there's certain, there's certain things that will that will have to be regulated. It's just you you can't regulate a, another person's freedom of speech that's um that's obviously never going to go away but i mean like if it, people used to storm the field and you know hank aaron had to bulldoze through people on his on his you know record-breaking home run so it's just like same thing with reggie jackson in the in the world series like you know this stuff happens and it and it's gotten better i hope this kind of stuff gets better i hope that um I hope that like players can have some type of, you know, like something should happen from mouth straw. You know what I'm saying? And I think when you, when we talk class, um, if you have it or if you don't, the Yankees need to do something. And I mean, the organization needs to do something, you know, and some type of gesture. Towards Miles Straw, towards other Guardian players. Stephen Kwan, that's the that's yeah. what's been lost in this whole thing. Stephen Kwan's yeah. apparently one of the nicest guys on the planet. Yeah, like that's and we're that's celebrating the, an injury. That stuff that has to like some type of gesture, some something there, and and like it. I think it is in there. I think that there, when you associate class, I think that you can assume that majority of Yankees have it. But Yankees fans are just a totally separate conversation, something totally separate. And 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 in some ways, the organization is responsible. In some ways, they are. So I do hope that there's something that happens out of it. I I want to see this turned into something positive. Um, whatever it may be, dude. Like any like anything. Like if if Miles Straw has a a charitable organization or like, can we make a donation? You know, like something like that to where it's just like, Hey, this is not us. This is not the Yankees. These are outliers. I don't know if anything happens. I don't know if, if it does, if we'll ever hear anything about it, but I don't know. I think, you know, there's just, there's something that's got to come out of this. That's positive And none of it has been. I don't honestly, I don't think it will because I think Yankee fans are going to, because I've seen it. They're justifying everything that happened because yeah. he came up on the fence. But it's like that doesn't give you free reign no. to say literally whatever you want no. and to no. just outright harass someone yeah. because you know that they're they're it's it's frowned upon for them to to respond in any sort of way. That's why I'm yeah. saying like if 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 we're going to just start opening the floodgates and just letting people say whatever they want without any real repercussions and i'm talking yeah. about fans then well it's I'm clear just, that no, no one out there ever played in my mind it's no. pretty clear that you you've never played the game of baseball if you're doing that kind of stuff 
No. And, and I, and I said this in our group chat. I mean, you, you, I, I hope it's not the case, but I hope that majority of baseball fans out there are bigger baseball fans than their favorite team. I'm a bigger baseball fan than I am a Yankees fan. And I will die on that hill forever. And that's, that's the type of person you have to be. And I mean, how many, I don't know how many kids were in those first couple rows in right field, you know, that like cans that we're not seeing get to the field that come up short. And, you know, there's kids with beer getting thrown on like, and there's well, a dad there just trying to do his best to protect his, his daughter. Safe. There was yeah. over in right center. He was like having a shielder. I'm like, this is, this is not okay. This it is just never, ever happened. Pathetic, man. It's miserable, but I've seen it. I mean, I've definitely seen it. There's, there's, it's not good. It's not good for sure. Just scum of the baseball earth, the world, man. I'm, I don't want to waste any more energy on it because uh, we have to save what little energy we have left to uh, talk about how Angel Hernandez is just awful. just the worst. Just awful. I, I'm getting to the point now where I dislike Angel Hernandez so much now because it's the... And honestly, what did it for me? It's it, it's it was that video. I don't know if you saw of him at driving the lot. driving off out of the parking lot. It's the almost smirk. like this. Yeah, it's like this smug. Like it's like I I can literally do whatever I want, and there's not a thing you can do about it. Yep. Maybe Angel yep. Hernandez was out in left field at Yankee Stadium on Could've Saturday. Could have been. Because clearly hey. that's the approach he's taking. Angel Hernandez is that like that Kermit meme where he's got the hood over him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's Angel Hernandez just in, in the right field, just being like, I know you're not done with that beer yet, but launch it. Launch it as hard as you can. Call this ball that's six feet off the plate a strike <laughs> and ring him up emphatically. Laugh when people say they hate you. And when we it, know Angel. you're going to go home and cry. <laughs> Embrace it, Angel. Angel sucks, dude. He sucks. Just the absolute worst. And it's, for me, going back to it, it's the emphatic signals that he gives. Like, dude. Yeah. Like he's you, confident about you've it. You've acted like you've never been so sure of something in your life. Yeah. And you're you're more times wrong than right, it seems. Yeah. So how, how does that happen? Is this man legally blind? I don't know, man. Because there's no way that you can be that confident when you know you've seen these umpire report cards. You know you're terrible. Yeah, I mean that's they get a report, they get a, a card literally after every game. As soon as they're walking up the tunnel, they get handed their card. And and this scorecard that I pulled up um, that we were talking about earlier, um, called ball accuracy for this uh, Brewers and Phillies game that ended in a one nothing Brewers win. Um, called ball accuracy was 94%. Umpire average is 97%. So that's definitely bad. Yeah. You may think it sounds good, but it's actually lower than the average. Yeah. Yeah. And this is way down called strike accuracy. Oof. The average is 88%. Yeah. 77% for, for angel during this game. 11 of the 48 called strikes. 11 of the 48 were actually balls. 
favoring Milwaukee for 0.77 in, in runs. Which, if overall. you round that up, is one. And what That's, Nate remind me what the final score was? One nothing. Yeah, one nothing. Um, as far as as far as what Schwarber did, I'd love to talk more about that because that was uh, can we perfect. Get Kyle, can we get Kyle Schwarber on the podcast? Oh, was that goodness. the most perfect thing you could have done? Yeah, I think it was Cespedes uh, Barbecue. They tweeted. They were like, I, I think it was them. They were like. This may have been the perfect ejection. Like, yeah, you do what all of us were thinking. You threw equipment, but you didn't do it in the didn't direction do, yeah. of the umpire. Exactly. You didn't stay for. I think they said like, uh, I think they said comically long, which he yep. didn't. He went. He went into the dugout after his outburst, and then came back out for an encore, which you have yeah. to applaud. Yeah. And then he goes back in and is chirping from the dugout. I mean, ten. He's out basically of 10. saying it's it's both sides, dude, and it's every game. It is every game that Angel Hernandez is behind the plate. And you know the sad thing about it? He he won't see retirement until he decides to hang it up. Was yes. I right in that? I know I sent in our group text. We were talking about it. Like, MLB can't really do anything. They have their own union for umpires. The, um, the umpires, yeah. And, and look, that's another thing. Let's talk about this union. What are look, you doing? Like, look, hold I, yourself accountable I, as that's a union. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. I get it. Like, I, I respect the the tight-knit fraternity umpire union aspect that you're holding so holding on to so dearly. I, I get that, and I respect it. But if you have any respect for the fraternity that you're holding on to so dearly, why don't you look at this individual who claims to be a representative of your fraternity yeah. and acknowledge that, Maybe we would be better off without him because he's making an absolute mockery out of this fraternity. 100%. 100%. He is awful. Awful. And I had um one of my one of my buddies that I coached with right after high school. I got into coaching and we played together in high school, but his older brother actually coached us when we were in high school. But his older brother went through like umpire school. He was in the minor league, like he was in the minor leagues umpiring for a few years. And there's a standard that you have to hold. And he just kind of told us, he was like, it's hard to get to the big leagues. You have to be near perfect to qualify as an umpire at the big league level. And he said, it's just a constant standard that you have to hold. And it just doesn't make sense that you hold umpires to that standard to get there, but not when they're there. I think it's pretty clear that there is no standard. Angel Hernandez is awful, like comically bad. And now it's affecting games. It's affecting paychecks. It's affecting a lot of stuff. I saw someone tweeted. They said if Angel Hernandez is the fix to keep games shorter... I'll take long games. I'll take four long. hour games all day. <laughs> I don't even care, dude. This is this is yeah. atrociously bad. It's miserable. And it's unfortunate because it came well, it, the missed calls were all all night long. Yeah, I but think this, that, well, this particular instance came shortly at or came innings after they were interviewing Bryce Harper who was at DH last night or Sunday night. And he was, they were asking about like robo umps and pitch clocks and stuff. And he was like, I, and I, I made the quote graphic. He was like, 
I don't want to change a game that much. I like the human element. Mm-hmm. This Look, is that's different. That's different. It's different, and I'm still a believer in the human element, and I want umpires to say, yeah. And people are saying, well, you have to choose. Like, do you, do you want the right calls, or do you want to be able to complain about the umpires? I want both. Like, I want umpires to be held to a higher standard, but I want the human element to still exist because I enjoy complaining about it. 11 of 48 called strikes were wrong. You would be lying to yourself if you said you didn't find it cathartic to crack open a cold one on a Friday and complain about how poorly your boss mistreated you throughout the week to your buddies, whoever you're with, your significant other, your spouse, whatever it may be. That's cathartic. And you would say, well, then why don't you just change job? It's like, well... I mean, I, I kind of like my job. It's just this one aspect that I don't really enjoy. Yeah. But it gives me something to complain about once a week over yeah. a couple beers. It's like, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I yeah. like having the, the the umpire there, the human element to complain about. Because if you take that away, We're it just becomes wa- yeah. very, it becomes very bland. Yeah. And it's like, well, you, you get the, you get the calls right. Have you seen video footage of these robo umps that they've got in the works? Yeah. I it's do bad. we really think the calls are going to be much better? Probably no. not. It's bad. So, I mean, honestly, don't even why why have a catcher? Why have a catcher? Just put up one of those strike zones with like the the padded strike zones with the nine little cubbies that you can throw into. But yeah, I mean, as far as Angel goes, the the, uh, the three biggest moments that they put on this report card: bottom of the fifth, um, Lauer pitching to Camargo, no outs, runner on first and second, a one zero count, a strike is called a ball. So, when you're talking about you know man on first and second with no outs, and you fall behind two zero versus a one one count, that's a big change. It's a big deal. Next big moment was bottom five, um, same inning. With one out, bases loaded, OO count, ball is called a strike. So as a hitter, you're Gene Segura, you're like, you know, you're in the hole, O one. that's a big difference from 1-0. Big, big difference. And then obviously the last one that we have all, uh, we've all seen, Schwarber, was bottom of the ninth, Josh Hader was pitching, one out, bases empty, it's a one-run ball game, 3-2 count. So you're talking about getting the winning run on base. And he rings him up. Or no, overall, it would have been, been the tying run because it was one. It was one nothing at that point. Tying run. My apologies. Yeah, tying run on base. Winning run at the plate. Winning run at the plate. So, and overall accuracy for this game was eighty eight percent. The the uh, umpire average is ninety four percent. So that's that's a very bad game. Yeah, think about your school experience. Eighty eight's not getting you any awards or certificates. Yeah. That's a that's a B plus. I'll give a little I'll give a little free shout out to to the umpire scorecards on Twitter if you want to look up these these cards. Yeah, um, they do they do great work. But what's funny is that like if you scroll down to the next one, it's about Scott Barry in a in a Royals Mariners game, and it's got like three hundred likes, thirty three comments. You go to yeah, Angel Hernandez, is blown up, twenty three thousand likes, almost a thousand comments. It's just like it's it's not good. It's really, really not good. Something's got to happen, dude. 
Something's got to happen, like a, a suspension or, or just fire him at this point. I mean, the track record has been painful to watch. And to think the sample that this size guy, is big enough, fire well, it's him. Plenty big enough to think that this guy cited racism for not being in the World Series. Have I, a little self awareness. I want to buy that judge a beer, by the way, for just for him coming out and saying, "No, you're just terrible. You're just awful at your job, <laughs> Angel." Like, yeah. Have a little self awareness. Awareness clearly just isn't one of Angel's strong suits. No. Whether no. it be literal awareness or self perception, yeah, someone screaming at you when you're in your car and you just smile. You suck, man. Just awful. Um. Well, also, well, also, I don't recommend that. As it, you know, we just talked about this with the the Yankee stuff and straw. Like, I don't recommend waiting in the parking lot for for someone to leave their job so you can scream at them. Yeah, put it on video. Don't do that. Either. Like, look, we're we're just ragging on Angel right now. But yeah. you know, what if what if yesterday, what if last night was Angel's breaking point and he just slammed on the brakes? Yeah, He's dude. Like, you know what? I've had enough. I've had enough of this. Yeah. I know I'm the worst umpire in baseball, but I don't need to take it from this slime ball <laughs> behind his little iPhone. Ridiculous. Like Angel could have thrown hands last night. Yeah, that would have made for a great video. I would have been down. I would have been down for it. Honestly, I think that might have to be the goal, though. Get Try Angel to, get to umpires his, to throw hands. No, just get Angel to his breaking point. <laughs> just Angel. Everyone in America, baseball fans everywhere, get Angel Hernandez to his breaking point to where he gets himself fired. Someone's got to take one for the team. That's you just the gotta, plan. You got to eat those knuckles right to the freaking jaw. That's the Angel Hernandez, ring him up knuckles. You just got to take a couple punches and boom, there you go. Yeah, because a lot of these ballparks don't they have that it's like right behind right behind home plate, right? Where they have that like little door. Yeah. That they walk through, isn't that how they get out of the park? Or at least back yeah, to their like, most of them. Yeah, there's like a little tunnel there. Sometimes they're private. So I mean, you got to walk past a a handful of fans before you get to where you're going. So I mean, let's let's use that to our advantage. I'm not I look I'm not saying incite violence here. No. If, if you can do it in a way that clears you of any wrongdoing mm. and maybe get Angel to throw some that's hands. That's the trick. That's, that's, the, that's trick. the mission. We just got to figure out how to do that. We got to set a little trap for Angel. Just get he's, him to... He's too dumb. Yeah, his, what are we saying? His awareness is... He's absolutely in the clueless. Um... That's about all I had, unless you got anything else. Well, I feel pretty beat up. This is a this is a rough way to end my Monday. Little, little closing the book here. Um, <laughs> Cheer me up a little bit. Give me something good. Oh, how's this? How's this? Offensive numbers are just downright terrible right now. Oh no! <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. I do the shift. I already told you this, dude. It's not the shift. Like you just look at the way. Ba- take it. Take. Take away positioning, take away the the lack why do of hitters only why don't hitters only worry about launch angle now because they have to lift the ball to Me, be able to do what they do I and, and baseball you, is rewarding them by paying them on slugging numbers 
versus overall batting average production. Look, just getting on base. Uh, look, I don't know how much Joey Gallo is paying you. I'm not talking about launch angle here. I'm not talking about the shift. I'm talking about watching it's baseball games because I know that you have been watching baseball games and you have to acknowledge that there's just something different about the way the ball is coming off the bat and the way the ball is traveling in the air because it's not oh, yeah, the same that's as definitely what it a part of it. Whatever whatever MLB is doing and, and the fact that they can own Rawlings is a complete conflict of interest. I don't okay. know how that's allowed. So then let me ask you this. How can you say it's the shift if the numbers from this April are still lower than other Aprils when the shift has been a thing? No, it's I mean not the just sh- the shift. No, it's the the shift is a big part of it and you talk about teams that are shifting more. I watched the Mets game the other day and they said they were like not they were really low on the percentage of shifting they were doing last year and now they're one of the highest shifting teams in baseball. Teams are shifting more. That is a part of it. And we won't know until next year when the shift is finally gone and we can see hitters be normal hitters instead of home run or strikeout hitters. That's all I'm asking for. I just want normal baseball stuff. When you work in a tunnel, if anyone's ever hit, if you're working in a, in a cage, working in a tunnel, we're taught to hit it up the middle, but now there's constantly a shortstop there and you're no longer rewarded for hitting a ball hard right back where it came from. That is a problem. I don't all, care You're about, forgetting the part where we were taught to hit it the other way too. But that's a separate conversation that we've already that's had. That's a separate conversation because... We were hitting against kids throwing 82 in high school or maybe 88 in college, but we weren't dealing with sinkers at 98 miles an hour running away from You're you. also forgetting about the fact that we weren't professional hitters at that time, but that's a conversation true. That's true. that we've but also already had. I don't, I, I, not once, outside of maybe a hit-and-run scenario, was I like looking for a ball away to drive it away no but i'm i'm just tired of hearing people say it's easier said than done to just hit the other. i see it all the time i see people beat the shift and i'm like what a what a crazy concept it's just that people don't find that sexy and if i think if they're really who's to say they're not trying though who's to say they're not trying I mean, we're talking about if I know. I didn't said, say that, but you 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 sure know that there is a number, a percentage of hitters out there that aren't because they don't want to. Well, yeah, now because we know that it's going to be gone next year. These guys might as well just do what they regularly do, okay? Because they know that these are gonna they, these things are gonna change next year. But I'm telling you, to say that the shift isn't affecting offensive production is naive. You have to know that it's a part of the equation. To think that that's not the case, but I'm just saying you can't pin it on that. I don't know why we're not talking about the changes in the baseballs and how hitters are saying the baseballs change every year. That's clear that MLB has no idea what they're doing when it comes to that. So I I do agree with you there. I just saw the video. I saw a video of uh, Will Middlebrooks again today talking about how uh, some he said he said a top five hitter or a top five player in baseball texted me the other day and said, it feels like they're hitting a, a wet sock or like a rolled up sock. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me. I agree. That has to do I with do the agree. I, I don't know what major agree. league baseball is doing with the balls because we've already heard reports that pitchers are saying that they still feel like two different baseballs are being used. So I don't know what that's what, what you can chalk that up to, but 
it's it's beyond it's it's that's definitely a conspiracy that's definitely a conspiracy that is valid in my mind well i do agree with you they admitted to it last year it's just a matter of whether or not they're still doing it this year i don't i don't think that's been determined yet i do agree definitely agree and i think when you watch guys i know we make fun of them when like guys pimp um or bat flip a ball that goes you know it's caught at the track or off the wall or whatever I think that should tell you right there. These guys hit baseballs all day, every day. They know when they catch it. They know when it's 10 or 15 rows deep. When they bat flip a ball that gets caught at the track, I think that's telling you that there is something going on with these balls. I do agree. but And you can't pinpoint that on the shift. You can pinpoint a lot of offensive production on the shift. I, I absolutely think that's a but big part of it. But you just big, acknowledged big my my what is really my only it point. can't be multiple parts of the multiple variables in that equation i didn't say that but i said specifically looking at the flight of the ball the way the ball is jumping or or not jumping off the bat that's what i'm looking at like yes you can look at the you can look at the shift that's that's a quantifiable thing like you can you can analyze that i'm saying from a a purely baseball perspective just a uh, uh, an eye test perspective. You can look at these balls and say, "Well, I don't think I don't think we even need an eye test." Someone who's good at math can understand that at ninety nine coming in, an exit velocity of one fifteen or whatever should equate to this distance every time. But if the ball is changing and that exit velocity is going down, how are we attributing why that exit velocity is going down? It has to be because of the ball. I do agree with you. Now, if we're seeing exit velocities fluctuate a ton this year versus last year, then we can start to point towards the baseball. I do agree with that. I don't know who has that number. I don't know if we can find it anywhere. Yeah, it's a quant- that's also a quantifiable thing, but I'm saying even even not being in the You're stadium, saying you don't need it. Yeah. We've watched enough baseball on TV to know yeah. when you see a ball, when you see a guy get into one, at, oh, yeah, that's at least 10 rows back. Yeah. Catching them on the track. Yeah. Like – to your point, hitters well, know. They know when they get thing. into one, they yes. they know they've got it. Us as fans, we yeah. know because we watch baseball all the time. Same thing with like when John Sterling got, you know, caught with the with the the call on Stanton's ball that was caught at the well, track. That, let's not let's not lump that. But Stan just... pimped that too. That's what I'm saying. That's another circumstance where you know that a hitter who knows how to hit home runs, that knows when he catch when he catches it right, it's going. He stood there expecting it to go. Don't change your 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 narrative. Don't change your, fair. your argument John, just John because Sterling, I brought in Yankees talk. I'm not. All right. I'm just letting you know. I were we not at that game? No, I'm not talking about the wild card game. I'm talking about like a week ago. You didn't see that video? Oh yeah, when he when he totally botched it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. John Sterling. Much respect to the guy, but he needs to visit my eye doctor because I don't know what's going on there, but it's happened it's more also, than once. It's also sitting way up there, so it's not easy. But why do all we not I'm hear saying, other? Why do we not hear? Uh, we don't hear this with other broadcasters. Well, it's, well, it's because my guy got too confident in the moment, for sure. <laughs> what we if it happens twice, they were saying it's now a trend of what he what he does. Has it happened once with anyone else to yes. so confident? No, so confident. Yes, I'm it not definitely. T- I'm not talking about a 
Oh, this one looks like it could go and caught it. I'm not talking one of those. I'm saying a Stantonian blast. We're not talking about Matt Vaskersian saying he fouled one off when it was a home run that was six rows up. You did hear that video? Matty V, like a week ago at the Angels, is like, and he fouled that one off. And ball is gone. Also a different situation because he's not at the park. He's... He's broadcasting from a television screen that we are also looking at. So not the greatest. How do you know? He calls he calls all the Angels games. Was he not there? He was he's the he's was the, that an he's Angels, Angels game? broadcaster? I don't yeah. think no, that was a was that not a I don't a think he does any MLB game? network stuff. No, I don't think he does any of those. Okay. Either way. Games. I'm not talking either way. I think we're on the same page. I do agree with you. I think there's something going on with the ball. I think it's like you said, it's been admitted the last few years by MLB. And it's just like, can we get some type of transparency? Tell a us. Stand that just, just blast stay... okay. onto the mass pike. Oh, and it's caught in front of the monster. Those balls were hit it, hitting off of the monster at the top. So no, that's fair. Normal. Remind me again. Was that the, was that the same ball that there was a play at the plate and any and all momentum was shattered? And blaming Phil that, Nevin. Yeah, that was, was that a different ball. Was that was that a different ball? I think it was. The same uh, ball. You know, all this talk about uh, just mammoth Stantonian blast. And That's all right. I've, I'm. I think I've fully accepted that we won't have any positive Yankees talk on here ever again. All this. Uh, all of it's going to be slander. Well, well we won't talk about would, the seven and ten Red Sox. Uh, who opened up tonight's podcast talking about how? But there's no slander. You just said you're upset. Talk about your atrocious, ridiculous. Their is garbage right now. All what, right, there what we go. What more do you want me to say? Now we're talking. Now I just wanted a little bit of something. All this talk of um, Stantonian blast and, and putting balls. You, you're trying to mix in a Seat Geek ad. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm successfully mixing in a Seat Geek ad. It's the end. I, uh, Did you say Seat? I want you to read through this as fast as you can, and I want the listeners to see who is better at their ad read. Let me ask you this. Am I allowed to, like, are we just looking for speed here and errors? Straight, straight speed, but errors are going to be counted against Because I don't think I had count. too many errors. I was I mean, pretty I'll, clean. I'll give you that. It your Yours are, right, like, for the most part, pretty clean. Just wait until you hear the speed I before. I feel like you have a shorter ad read. Actually, I got them both up right here. Yeah, yours is definitely shorter. At least in terms of word count. All right, here we go. Just so we're clear, if mm-hmm. you go back and listen to previous ad reads, there's one or two parts. I, I can't even figure out. I can't even remember which sentence it is, but there's one or two parts where I just can't pronounce. So, like, I don't know if it's the. Uh-oh. What word is it? Is it just a word jumble? It's, it's the like, part. Hold on. It's the we're making it even better for you if you. See, I can't even see it. <laughs> we're making it. This is like, listen to this. We're. I don't know why I wrote this. I need to change this. We're making it even better for you if you are a first. See, that's what I need to change. If you are a first time, that's that's what messes me up. Well, I see, mine is like that line where it's like iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum. That's not easy to read. I don't know why I get caught up in that so much, but I was pretty good today. So 
All right, here let's we go. Let's just see. Let's just see. And I want I want listeners to let us know. I'm actually curious. I'm gonna Oh, I'm, pop those bad boys on. Those gonna, blue lights? I'm gonna put these I'm gonna put these glasses on here. Those aren't so real. They're they're Do you my have actual, contacts actual, and my, glasses my in glasses. right now? No, I don't have I took my contacts out. That's why I'm putting my glasses on so I can right. see. I just wasn't sure if you get this like double the show. superpower. Do you get double superpower when I'm you do sh- both? I'm not a showman. No. It and do people fact, do that? It, it makes it worse almost. Uh, I don't like it. All right, here we go. I've never needed them, so no big deal. Way to rub it in. (laughs) All right, here we go. Can you just say seat real quick? Did you say seat? No, you say seat. Seat? Did you say seat? SeatGeek, it's answered all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a, di- to a date to get tickets for this slot? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user. SeatGeek, next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that. Code hard cash. And a promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod at checkout. SeatGeek. That was solid. I saw you had a little hiccup there. Two hiccups, but for the most part, I was pretty clean. Well, I'm excited for you to go back and listen in and listen for the edit, and uh, I, I feel good about mine. I think it the just word so we, hold the on, word just so we, count goes a lot towards you reading off our handle and clarifying what the promo code is. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of it is used right there. That was that was a fun little competition, but just so we don't lose out on potential SeatGeek sales for maybe some new listeners that have never heard this before, <laughs> our promo code is the the number three the number zero take pod. You save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase at SeatGeek. So if you if you said the number what the number three the number zero, just look at our social handle. That's our promo code, all caps. <laughs> save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. I want a new. Promo code, honestly. <laughs> Dude, I, I suggested it before they agreed to it. I was they like, suck. I was like, can they we have suck like, with that? I know. Can we have like three. Of, well, actually, that wouldn't even have been any better. I got to get rid of the numbers. I don't think anyone at SeatGeek even listens to this. No. The definitely. I, I used vivid seats when I went to the game on Saturday. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to have to go and bleep that out. You're over here talking about our, com- our competitors. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> What an idiot. Uh, all right, that'll do it for this one. That one uh, really went off the rails. Yeah. Good good, uh, good start of the week. I'm proud of you. You held it together. Ish. That was, that was good. We, we needed, a, we needed a, a lighthearted ending there after just... It's miserable. Just gut punches. Misery. misery. <laughs> gut punches. Oh, guys. All right, so I've, what did... What did we learn today, kids? Don't Use, throw trash at humans. Don't tr- don't throw trash at humans. Try to upset Angel so much that he gets fired. Mm-hmm. And use our promo code the number the the number three the number zero take pod to save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user at SeatGeek at SeatGeek, and then buy Big League Chew. Yeah, obviously that's a given. You got your homework. Big, Big League Chew. You got to do that. That's it. I mean, that's a good solid task list. Task list. Task list for the week. Also, uh, don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.